Here Let's we go. go. Another episode of What's Brewing pregame episode. I don't even know what number episode we're on because of these pregame shows. I think we're on like five. Uh, but was, this episode yeah. is this live stream episode is brought to you in partnership with the Black and Gold Hockey Productions LLC sports media company, and it's brought to you by FanDuel. Sign up at fanduel.com slash Boston and claim your $200 welcome bonus. On this episode, we have brought back our guest, Mr. Mark Alred. Pre-game Let's show, go. how we doing? What's up, boys? Thank you very much for having me again, and and let's go. Let's go, bees. Now, <laughs> let's go. Gotta ask both of you. <laughs> are you guys still pumped after how game two went? Yes. 100% yes. I, if anything, I'm excited to see how this team is going to come out. I, they're facing adversity. I don't think they're going to roll over. They're definitely not going to roll over, but they're going to make this a statement game and really put their throats down on, or put their feet down on the fl- throats of Florida. You mean just Jeez. like get down there and choke them and make it so their legs are <laughs> like, Yeah, I get what this is. Yeah, yeah. almost blackout. <laughs> uh, all right, so we got some comments rolling in here. Let's go, Bruin. I don't know. Did he type out the emojis? Or what have we got? <laughs> I think he might have. I think he might have. It's a whole lot of craziness right there. Oh, man. How, hope you guys have a great day as well. Uh, let's see. Hey, woo-hoo. We're all pumped let's here. Let's go, bees. Time for redemption. Yep. Uh, I, I think the biggest thing we need redemption from are turnovers. Yeah. yeah. Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Uh, we got Hayes coming in all over the board. We want everybody. Kevin. Kevin's, Kevin's back. In the Let's house. Go, Love baby. that guy. So on that note, game two, lots of turnovers. Very, I mean, I think I'm on board with the description of that being the worst game we've seen them play all year. Oh, yeah. All year. And that's why I'm not panicking. Because this team has shown all season they can bounce back from terrible games. They've never had two games like that in a row, like that bad. They've lost two games in a row, but they've never been that bad for two games in a row. Um, Montgomery's clearly pissed if you see how he's jostled the lineups a bit. Um, I just, I'm not that worried. Mark, what's your worry level right now? I was in the house for um, uh, game two. Uh, courtesy of our boy at Black and Gold Productions, um, uh, uh, Nick Tedesco. Uh, big, big fan of the bees, and I'm a big fan of him for bringing me. So, uh, yeah, it was not a good display um, at home at all. And uh, like you said, the turnovers, um, it was just – it was almost like they weren't physical enough. And th- if they wanted to be physical, they would they were timid about doing it and getting calls. It was just a really just a bad orchestrated game, in my opinion. Um, but like you said, it's a, a little adversity and I feel good about a Bruins team going down to Florida after what we've seen during the regular season. I know there's two different seasons and so on, but you know, after the Bruins do, uh, put up a stinker, the next game is generally a pretty decent freaking outcome. So I'm not worried at all. Yeah. And, and obviously I know someone on Twitter, I forget who it was, but they were blaming you guys as fans for just, you know, chanting the wrong things. And though <laughs> oh I, I, I don't even know how someone can even pause. I mean, this, the team was just, they looked flat from the start. Like it, it just, I mean, I, I think you, what you saw was the remnants of the stomach bug that everybody was talking about going into it. Um, 
everybody was just done. Like they, they like, I don't know, just the tired physically, emotionally, mentally, and they just didn't have it. They finally started catching on to it. I mean, it was what Trent Frederick finally started throwing some fists with like five minutes left, three minutes left. Yeah. Like that's not his game. I mean, not only all of that, but you just came off of the best regular season of all time. You're going to have a little bit of a regular season hangover, I think. And you're, you came into a team in Florida who was just fighting for a playoff spot for the past month and a half. So they've been playing essentially playoff hockey for three, four weeks now. So you're running into a team that's been playing this style for a little bit. And so weirdly, you're playing a little bit of catch up. Essentially, yeah. They, they barely qualified to get in, and um, it just – Hey, they, Chris, yes. don't forget – don't forget that, that the Bruins did not play very well on Monday night either. Right. No, they, 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 they found a way to scratch uh, – um, not two points, but the W out of that, you know, and yeah. that's what they needed to do on Tuesday night as well, but it just they just couldn't find it at all. Yeah, didn't they say that the, the, the GI thing – was it was it Lauco lost like eight pounds from it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's so I mean, bad. If, if he's losing eight pounds, you know, I, I know there's a lot of semantics as far as, you know, Bergeron missing the time. Was it illness? Was it injury? Obviously, it was clearly a combination of both. Mm-hmm. And, and now the injury is kind of taken over that he's not sick anymore. But as far as the illness, if it's going around the locker room and Jacob Lauko's losing eight pounds, I have a feeling we just know the tip of the iceberg as to how bad that thing was. And that's why they look sluggish on Monday. They look sluggish on on Wednesday. But you know what? Fuck it. It's a 1-1 series. They play seven. It's not like this is a winner go home now. And, you know, I I have a feeling, based on the fact that he wasn't practicing this morning, Allmark is probably dealing with it still. Yeah. And if that's how he plays when he's dealing with it, let's face it. He was left out to dry on Wednesday night multiple times. Yeah. If the, I I hate the narrative that's going to come if because it's probably going to be swimming tonight, and if the team plays better and they get the win, everyone's now going to blame Olmark because they look like <laughs> crap on Monday, they look like crap on Wednesday. It's got to be the goaltender's fault. Has to be. Has to be. Has to be. Because I don't know. We we have to hate our goaltenders if they're not the one we like. So P- people were already throwing Olmark under the bus after game two. It's 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 like it's the same class of Bruins fans that uh, blame Tuca for the Bruins shortcomings. It's there's just there there's no sense in it, and it was one game. That's Carol, it. Caroline says it right here. It's been two months since they played a game that bad. Right. What up, Caroline? With a K. It's one of those things where if they're gonna play a, a stinker like that every two months, first of all, you fucking take it. If you're gonna have what six of those a year, you take it. Sign me up. Where's the line? Because normally you see multiple games like that, like at the end of a back-to-back with trap. Like that's what we were expecting when they went to Buffalo and they put up a touchdown. So, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? That that's when they're supposed to have those kinds of games. So, it it just, you know, DK scores goals, the good kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, they were due for a loss. You're not going to go 16 and 0 in the playoffs. Also, you know what? That that game too could be a wake up call. It's it's better to have a game like that early in a series and then in a game five or a game six, because now you can look at it and take a step back, look at what you were doing wrong, and adjust. You have plenty of time to adjust. Yeah. Now, now Beth has a good point. They brought back Steen um, 
Do you guys I know. think he sees the lineup? No. Uh, it's always, no matter if it's regular season or the playoffs, it's always good to have an extra forward travel down with you. Uh, mm-hmm. There hasn't been a full list of black aces quite yet because the uh, Providence Bruins are also in their playoffs and they're in the bye week and they start next Friday against whoever the lowest seed is in the Atlantic um, division. So, um, yeah, I think it, I think it was just precautionary that they bring an extra guy down just in case because of all the other stuff that's been going on with this team. So if yeah, uh, yep. if somebody happens if somebody happens to be sick, I mean, Steen can go in and, and fill either the center role or a wing. Yeah, I mean, you're down there for what four four days total. Yeah, five yep. days total maybe. So like, you want to have the extra guy. You don't want to be flying him in right before. You know, this this isn't baseball where you can rush your catcher to Fenway Park. Right yes. before the game starts, just so you Police can escort up. and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you're not doing that, and you're certainly not doing that for the road games. Let's be honest no. here. No. Uh, <laughs> let's see, we yeah, best says can't blame Omar for the loss here. Um, Nick says he can't wait for the Bruins poem. We've got it coming up here. <laughs> uh, Adrian says watching a bad loss like that and blaming the goaltender is the typical myopic viewpoint of the type of fan that doesn't understand hockey. Very common in Boston, unfortunately. That's because everybody still listens to certain radios. Yeah. That, that's where we're going with that one. Don't listen to the radio stations, folks. Listen to podcasts. You're hearing it from the fans, the people that don't have the, the strings from corporate levels. So, I mean, it just – we also don't feel the need to sugarcoat it when they suck. They suck. Nope. It is what it right. is. They sucked on Wednesday. And it's really – and it's this year, it's really hard to, like, find something to say how bad they suck. You yeah. know, if you're if but if you're that typical type of fan that is always boo-hoo when they lose and that you know they should have blown it up back in the trade deadline, um, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, I'm I'll say this on the air and then Mark, I'll write a piece for it for the website. Don Sweeney's the best general manager in the league right now. Not it's hard to argue that. He's the yeah, best. I'm not gonna argue that either. Yeah. And I, I don't care. Fucking people at me. I don't care. <laughs> I'll put it down. I will put it to paper. I will get the article out to you, Mark, because that is fucking facts right now. All right. Yeah. So, it, it, if he's not up there in like the top three nominated, I mean, come on. I mean, like, what he did this I mean, for the team this season, putting the pieces together last season, getting Zaka. I think Zaka, that was a great move. The yeah. trade was one for one, people. <laughs> yep, exactly. So, you know, and a lot of the stuff that he did during, I mean, before the uh, trade deadline was was commendable. I mean, you know, it was really, really good moving forward because they addressed certain things that this Boston Bruins team needed, and that was physicality, a little bit of toughness, the sandpaper, the grit, whatever you want to freaking call it. That's what they needed to beat um, Carolina last year, and they did it this year with an aggressive approach that – this is a year that we need to do it because there's certain members of this team that are aging and probably going to retire. Who knows after this season? So the time's now. Uh, Jason says that he's been the best GM of the last two years. I'm 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 actually going to extend that out. So um, keep an eye out for the article. I'm dead. I'm dead fucking serious. I'm going to write that <laughs> because that one has no time limit. I'm going to get that one done. Uh, Caroline says it kills me to say that Sweeney did a good job. Um, I think it's killing a lot of people. I, I, I think it is because so many people were calling for him to get fired. And this yeah. you get when you have a th- 
Mark, you preach about patience when it comes to players developing. This yep. is what happens when you have fucking patience. <laughs> this is what happens. All right? Patience with the GM. Patience with players. Guess what? Sometimes it fucking works. All right? Uh, best as it seems like the only two who showed up last game was Marshan with the shorty and Bertuzzi. Bartu- Bertuzzi's come out with his hair on fire this yeah. season. Oh, my God. Um, Nick says, can we talk about offense in front of the net, non-existent last game? There were a lot of things that weren't to- turnovers that were non-existent last game. Like, that was the well, only the worst, thing you had. <laughs> the, the one thing that I noticed being there with Nick um, was that we uh, normally the Bruins are a, a defensive type of, of team that forces uh, their opponent to the boards. They did that to us on Tuesday night. They figured out our kind of game and uh, and use it against us. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, and, I, and net, I, better net front presence is is definitely going to be needed moving forward. Yeah, and DK also says, are we going to get a shot first mentality for the rest of the series after seeing the tic tac passing fail for the most part? Boston knowing Lion isn't exactly a wall. Uh, you know, let's not forget, Alex Lyon is still Alex Lyon. Like, uh, yeah, we we got right. it. Yeah, just get yeah, the fuck on net. That's all you got to do. Just create chances. So now that we've established that Sweenius is the best GM, and we'll put a pin in that one for later, um, now we get to find out just how good at pulling these strings Jim Montgomery really is. Mm-hmm. Because now we're seeing some lineup shakeups. Uh, Jason actually has a good question. Are you concerned with Omar's health? Let's start with the goal and work our way out. How concerned about Linus Omar? are you guys if there was if we didn't have jeremy swayman backing him up uh i'd be a little more concerned but it seems like something that's not really pressing on him it's something more that's lingering so maybe he does need a game or two off um and then a couple days in between to really rest up and get back to full health or even 95 percent health but i'm not i'm not greatly concerned now yeah, same here. I think we got a 1A, 1A, and it's been like that for a majority of the season. Uh, Jeremy Swayman has been outstanding since uh, late December and and really um, played well to get this this team and Allmark, uh, both of them as a, as a tandem and a, a William Jennings trophy winning tandem to uh, where they are right now. So it's not like, you know, if, if the pundits back in the day said uh, we should trade Jeremy Swayman because we have Keith Kincaid as a, as a backup. <laughs> This is not a situation you want to put Keith Kincaid in right now because it wouldn't say, look pretty. Colorado, how they'll feel about turning to Keith Kincaid if Gorgiev can't hold on for that. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Scary times. Oh, yeah. man. So let, let's talk about the lineup. All right. Obviously, I think we're all in agreement that you stick with Allmark if he's 100% good to go. Any any wavering in that, you have Swayman, you throw Sway Daddy in there. Yeah, you, you give him the game, give Omar some rest. Like it's six of one, half dozen of the other with these two guys, at least as far as giving you a chance to win. So the only reason why you see Swayman is if Omar really just is too sick, he's he's dealing with something, whatever. I feel like we're all in agreement on that when it comes to the, the goal part of the lineup. Yeah. So as far as defense, obviously you've seen Orloff McAvoy, Lindholm Carlo, and then you've seen Forbort come back in and pair with Clifton. Would you guys, how would you guys shake it up a little bit? Mark, I'm going to start with you on this one. I know how I feel about it, but 
how would you start shaking that up, if at all? It's okay to say that you wouldn't. No, I, I do like the idea that Grizzly's getting back in and he's getting back on top with um with McAvoy um and Orloff, who has not played well in my opinion the last two games. I I think that he's probably uh, I don't think that I know he's going to be in the third pairing. Um, but I'm kind of sad that uh, to see that Clifton got was the odd man out. Uh, so uh, I I and I agree with uh, I, can, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to today, but I agree that the an Orloff Clifton pairing would be freaking fantastic i in my opinion i don't know um did you say that mike i i think that was nick's point actually on the uh, okay RSL, all right RSL, something's brewing podcast all right so i, I had, yeah so i had the fantastic podcast uh, down right right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah you're right yeah and you know obviously lindholm and carlo i think they work together uh well uh you know it's a it's a good I mean, Lindholm can uh, be mobile uh, and, and Carlo can shut down. So, yeah, I, I like the way the lineups are right now. Um, but I'm not too thrilled with Forbert either, you know, and right. I know that he's a fan favorite and Darla this and that and everything. But still, <laughs> I, I, I got to see him play a lot better than he did or, or he should be the odd man out, to be honest, not Clifton. I'm in the same boat as you, Mark, especially with Forbert coming off an of injury. I mean, yep. it's been what he missed about 25 games to end the season. Yep. That's a lot of hockey to miss. And you're going to throw him right back into game one of the Stanley cup playoffs and kind of expect him to just fall into place. I thought that was a weird move right away. And now that they're sticking with him and Clifton's the odd one out, I, I really don't like that. Yeah. So Caroline says, I thought Forbort was going to be the odd man out. Jason pointing out that Forbort eats up a ton of PK minutes. I'm good with him in the lineup. Yeah, but um, so does everybody else. So, yeah, when it comes to the PK, that's not the greatest of arguments when you remember that they killed off 35 straight without Forbort, right. and their PK percentage was actually higher without him than it was with him. So right. I, I get the argument, and what I do like about it is that I, I think it's Ty Anderson refers to it as the trickle-up effect. You don't have... Lindholm, you don't have Carlo or Orloff or McAvoy eating those PK minutes. I get it. I I don't think that – I mean, Forbort, I think, coming in just straight into a playoff game and then expecting him to be able to be in shape enough for back-to-backs after missing that much time, I think that's where the mistake was. Playing him game one, I could understand. You got to get him some reps. And yep. game one, like – you still have game two at home. You still have six more games. If you lose it, you're already playing without Bergeron. You're throwing Nick Felino back in there. So, like, I get it for game one. Game two, though, like, he hasn't played one game, let alone two games in three days in over a month. Like, that is, I think, where you should have pulled him out. And I love the idea of Orloff and Clifton because yeah. Orloff gets the, the biggest mismatches at that point. And, and that's where he can come in. And, and don't get me wrong, Orloff and uh, Forbort weren't bad together either. But, you know, it, it's been proven this year Grizz and Mac can play together with or without each other. You know, so I don't know why Grizz had to come out. I don't think he was supposed to be the odd man out. Like, I don't know, maybe because of the physicality of, of Florida, the Mac Kachuk effect. Maybe they, I think they overthought that one. I think even previously, though, we we were all in agreement that Forbert is still the odd one out, even when we all knew that Forbert was healthy. I think we were all in agreement that Grizz stays in and Forbert 
is that extra defenseman, if I'm not mistaken. I had Forbert staying in just because of his PK uh, abilities. Mm-hmm. I mean, Grizz is the one that can move the puck, I think, probably the best out of all of them. And that's what we, we've been lacking right now, breaking the puck out. So to put him back in to me is a no-brainer. I'd put him with McAvoy just because I think that's also going to reignite McAvoy. Overall, McAvoy's been a little quiet. I, I think you'll kind of light a fire under his ass if you compare him with his buddy there. Um, and just, I mean, I'm not breaking up Lindholm, Carlo. That pair works. That pair's a shutdown pair, big bodies. Lindholm can move the puck. I'm not touching that one. That yeah, one's agreed. Agreed. And then it just leaves the other ones to play around with. Um, let's see. We've got Jason says keeps McAvoy and Lindholm fresh. Yep. That's the, that's the whole point of having them on the PK. Mm-hmm. It just, if you're just as good without them and you're still winning without them, it, to me that, that by default makes him the odd man out. Um, yep. I'm pretty sure he referred to him as rusty game one. Let's yep. see. Sassy Blondie says, I just want a better effort all around from everyone. Better puck management. Stop getting pushed around by these pretenders. I wasn't worried after last game. I was pissed. It's mm. a good way of putting it. I like that actually. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, she no, she brings it uh straight to you. Yeah. Yeah. Is it weird that after years of disappointment, I was just used to feeling this disappointment from that game? Maybe that's why I was not so mad. Uh let's see. I really thought he would have a big argument because of the PK, but it didn't suffer at all. No foreboard effect. I think the foreboard effect is maybe maybe that's what you're seeing right now. Maybe that's mm-hmm. why you're seeing them kind of dish it off lazily in the middle, six inches in front of their own fucking net because yeah. they're just tired from not having foreboard and they've had to play those PK minutes. I don't know. Maybe that's what this is, but who knows? <laughs> uh, I hate giving inferior teams any life, especially a team with Lomberg and Gudis. Just Go- you know, guys. Gudis was giving it to Marshawn game yeah. two too. He like there was one shift he hacked him maybe four or five times. I'm surprised Marshawn kept his cool. I th- oh man, all right, we we got to talk about Mister No Sick over there with the with the <laughs> chirping on the side and oh man, that part was funny. <laughs> um, Beth made a are you here? Go ahead. Are are you guys worried that the Panthers are getting under the skin of some of the guys on the team? Are you worried they're they're kind of playing that mental game a little bit better than the Bruins are? Could be. Could that, be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, there's so many factors that could go into what, what happened, um, you know, on Tuesday, Monday, whatever. Um, but I yeah, I think that they're they're playing a game that they knew they had to play against a team like this because they, you know, the the, the coaching staff over on the other side sees the Hathaways. You know, Cesar Bertuzzi's come in. You know, they're saying that, hey, they're gearing up for something. We need our freaking shit stories to give it right back to them. And uh, unfortunately, it's just our shit stories are not doing enough right now to match that. So that's why we're getting beat. Yes. So that points out that we need to win more faceoffs. Uh, I actually ran through the numbers on the series already so far. The numbers on the faceoff dog, they're almost 50-50. We've got 70 face-off wins to their 73. So, yeah, I think that gets skewed heavily if we have Bergeron out there. It's mm-hmm. probably closer to, like, a 95, you know, for yeah, us. Yeah, but Chris, you know, Chris, you know what you got to do? Find the metrics after you win the face-off and you and, – and, But that's just you know. it. 
it, it's not a matter of winning the faceoff. It's what happens right after the faceoff. Exactly. Yes. You Your know? possession was terrible on Tuesday. It was absolutely it, it, ridiculous. It didn't matter if you won the faceoff or not. If you won the faceoff and you had possession, you gave it to him. You were turning it over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if they were going to move the puck, uh, they're going to have to move it faster, play better in the neutral zone. The forecheck does if they are better in the neutral zone. I mean, the forecheck wasn't even really all that good either. Um, poor puck control in the neutral zone in game two, no clean entries on the power play. I, guys, I'm sensing a theme here. Puck. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. I, yep. I, I, I don't exactly. know. <laughs> the Panthers uh, were driving the play all game two. I can't really remember a consistent, you know, offensive effort from the shooter. Bruins. Shooter. Yeah. Is Monty is overreacting. Because mm. he's seeing the, he's seeing the lineup. Post yeah. that lineup from Pluto just to give us an say, idea. So I'm going to pull that up now. And those weren't the lineups for the game. Those were just the morning rushes. So the morning right, rushes, right. per Pluto Shinzawa, had Marshan, Coyle, and Frederick, Paul Zaka, Pasternak, Bertuzzi, Krejci, DeBrusque, Lauko, Noshik, and Hathaway. Um, I, I just – I've seen – I think it was Matt Porter had the Bertuzzi, Zaka, Pasternak line. Um and then I think it was Hall, Krejci, and DeBrusque was together on his. So, I mean, we haven't really seen an official lineup for tonight unless I'm missing it. What? No, he just wa- he waved at me. No, I, was, I just said, hi, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome I was, back. I was like, I missed something. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just messing yeah, with Mike. There, there hasn't been an official lineup that's been out. And if that – say that lineup that Fluto posted was the official lineup for tonight, then I could understand people saying that Monty's overreacting a little bit because that lineup, you would have Frederick on the first line, Pasta on the third. That's, that's, I, that's crazy lineup. So that's where I disagree with you because I, really? I yes because it, I like Matt Porter's lines better first of all okay. the ones that he posted Bertuzzi Zaka Pasternak I think that becomes your de facto first line right there mm-hmm. and and that's how we need to look at it um, Hall Krejci DeBrusque I actually kind of like that one um, Hall's got a scoring touch similar to what Pasternak has proven to have he's just on the other side of Krejci. And DeBrusque has been – remember when Hall uh, – or when it was Zaka, Krejci, and the, the check line? Yes. You know, Zaka filled in what DeBrusque can do just on the other side. So you're basically mm-hmm. flipping that line for Krejci and inverting it just with other guys. And then Marsha and Coyle Frederick, if you view that as a third line, think about that line. Marshan, Coyle, and Trent Frederick. Okay, that's total havoc for the top lines of your opposing team. And and compare the difference in play between Brad Marshan and Taylor Hall. I gotta look at Porter's lines now. I know I was just trying to find him. I can't. I couldn't find it. Chris, I I missed it. Who was the first? uh, The left winger on the first line in in Porter's. Okay, I actually, I don't mind that. That one's been playing well ever since they put it together. I don't mind that. When Krejci was out, when when, when Krejci was out to end the season, you had those three guys playing together. That line played very, very well. Got Bertuzzi going. Krejci was still scoring. Pasternak was still scoring. And Zaka was setting things up, and he was winning face-offs. I don't don't hate that line. That becomes your number one line. And then Hmm. 
Nosik, Lauko, and Hathaway, first and foremost, Lauko is going to come in with his ass on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Especially coming off of this illness. He's yeah. going to want to prove himself. He's fighting for an NHL job right now. And I, I think, I don't think Felino was healthy. Chris, was it you who pointed it out that Lauko draws some of the most penalties on the he team? Does. Yes. He does. He yes. draws so many penalties. And you know what? In a game like this, mm. after the way last game ended, they are poised to just go for it. And when you, you were asking before about them getting into our heads, I think they've overstepped. I think mm-hmm. they're overthinking how physical it is going to be. What we need to do is we actually need to hold – I don't want to say hold back, not on the physicality part. Slam them, there, slam them in the boards. Fuck that. All right? But be smart. You know? Yes. Tussle don't, them after the whistle, but not up in the face. Like, don't feed into it to the point where you're screwing yourself over and going over the edge, which is what they want you to do. They're exactly. trapping you. And yes. the best and the best example of this was at the very end of the last game with Thomas Noshik on the bench, just sitting there going, Yup, keep talking. Go ahead, keep talking. Because all it's doing is it's pissing them off. Yep. And right now, they like you got what was it? I think it was like five 10 minute game misconducts at the end of the last game. Yeah. So right now, even though the penalties are 10 to 12 in favor of Florida having 10. The penalty minutes, you are almost double them because mm-hmm. of all those 10-minute game misconducts. Like, they weren't just going to the locker room because they were like, yeah, it's two minutes and there's a minute 46. No, no, no. It was, you're done. Yeah. Go to the locker room. You know? And I think they underplayed that on t- on on the broadcast a little bit. So you've almost got them where you want them because I don't think they have the ability to control it as much as you do. Mm-hmm. Hey, Chris, I put that up there for you. Uh, Matt Porter's picture. Is it this one here? Oh, hey, Linus Allmark is starting. Holy crap, no way. Yep, yep. Elliot Freeman just posted that one. Allmark for Boston. Nice. Allmark for Boston. I'll take that. That that means, you know, Sway is probably going to be on the bench unless he is still – unless something changed with him. He's been backing him up. I, I like this. Fire. All my exciting means you need to fire up the poem. Yeah. Mm. I will pull that up. Uh, who sent this in to you? This is from oh. Nick, my boy Nick, our um, our colleague at Black and Gold Production Sports Media Company. The guy that, the legend, the absolute legend that took me to the ninth floor up at Rafters. And uh, we had a blast up there. It was freaking awesome. awesome. After this, the, I'll- the result sucks. After this, I'll, I'll get through some of the comments here, but uh, I, I don't know if we'll be able to talk over it, so we'll have to uh, hush for just a moment. Are you guys ready for this? Go for it. Oh, yeah. All right. Fellas, tonight is the night. Tonight, we feast. Get blacked out? I might. That's what the kings do in the east. You can try to choke us out, but that won't hold us back. Because we're coming for your ass, have no doubt. We are on the attack. Game two was a blip in our quest to the cup. The Bruins are in sunrise 
and are about to tear that ass up. Go Bruins. There we go. Let's go. That's sick. So I got to go back. That was awesome. We were in these uh, comment section here. Um, give me one second here. Let's see. Jason with a comment here. Felino has been useless. I know he's been hurt, but he hasn't brought anything to the table. Thoughts? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, his, his game style so far since coming back is a little rusty, I believe. Mm-hmm. But the you can't. You can't knock his leadership. And you guys actually talked about it on the Something Brewing Hockey podcast on the uh, Black and Gold Production Sports Media Company Sport uh, Podcast Network. Um, yeah. That his leadership is needed if Bergeron's not around. Somebody's going to have to, you know, pick up the slack in that particular area. And we know that there's tons of leaders in there. But but this year, it just seems like that Felino is just that guy, that the, another person – that this team really wants to get it done for because he's never raised Lloyd Stanley uh, ever. So, and this is a great opportunity for him and other aging veterans to do something that, you know, is remarkable after uh, a record breaking season. Uh, Now shooter says over here, I don't see it with Lauco. I do. do. What he's not seeing with Lauco. Um, I'm I'm kind of curious about a lot of people's opinion about that. Not just shooters, but is it is it because of his inaptability to be a, an offensive um, player, or is it not? Is he not giving enough physicality? That's what I want to know. Like, what has he not done? It's and it's not like he comes into the lineup and the team plays down either. They, if anything, he brings energy to the game. Yeah. He, he goes balls to the wall for a full 60 minutes. It's awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, he's fighting for a job, and he's playing like it. I would rather have him in the lineup than Steen every every single night. I can tell you that for I, free. I would definitely agree with that. Absolutely yeah. agree with that. Let's see. Uh, 127 Lasher says they got blown out, so pretty easy to get under skins. Uh, don't think they're living rent-free or anything. Let's see. AD, the, the, I think I pulled this one up before. Uh, the lineup shake the lineup shakeups are substantial. Is this team playing four card Monty with the lines just to shake things up, or so you think the shifts are a direct response to something Florida is doing? That's a valid point, and mm-hmm. and and even I bid on to the like the uh, the AM rushes. I thought that the uh, physicality was distributed all throughout the lineup in um, in Fluto's first uh, AM tweet. And I, I didn't I didn't mind it at all. Freddie on the front line, I'll take it. I'd shooter. I'd love to see that. Lasher says, shooter, I think he's sending we're gonna pound you in the face vibes with Freddie with Marshan. <laughs> uh, shooter says that that lineup from Fluto is gross. We're gonna try all these new lines now. That is crazy. Oh, let's uh, get crazy. Come on. We may pound them, but I hate the idea that we have to switch everything to match up with them. No, I, I don't. I think you're reading into it wrong. If if that's how you're taking him changing up the lines, I, I think what he's trying to do is he, he's basically trying to grab them all by the shoulders and just shake them back and forth and say, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like it's a good analogy. <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> you know, and, and some, I mean, think about it. Like think about the conversations that he had to have had with a guy like Trent Frederick versus the conversations a guy like Bruce Cassidy had with Frederick. 
Frederick coming out of last season was fucking clueless about his own game. Yeah, he was. And this year, I mean, this guy has found it. You know, like, has anybody sitting here, sat here this year, looked at Freddie and been like, yeah, but they took him with a first round pick. I can't fucking. No. No. I didn't even say that when they took him with the first round pick. This is why. (laughs) (laughs) This is why. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Mixed it up earlier. Uh, Monty's just got to be testing scenarios. Let's also not forget, like, just because this is how they rush at practice at morning skate. Doesn't mean this is what he's gonna do in the game, right? Right. He may just be trying something to see how it works, and then just goes back to something else during the game. And not not forget, yeah, he can do this in the game and then switch it back to the way that it was, right? And exactly. it's like you said, like just light a fire under their ass. They just had they just laid the biggest egg of the season. Like sh- shake it up somehow. I mean, he's doing what a good coach does: just get these guys to wake up. How and he doesn't have, he, and he doesn't have the benefit of regular season games anymore to try matches, uh, try and line up matches, um, you know, leading up to the playoffs. And I mean, these are the times you do it is, is practice. And how many times I'll say over the last three seasons, did we hear people bitch, piss and moan? Cause Bruce Cassidy would not break up Pasternak, Marshan and Bergeron. All right, hang on. All right. So Matt Porter. Just put out the game three warm up warm up lines. Marshawn, Coyle, Frederick, Bertuzzi, Zaka, Pasternak, Hall, Krejci, Debrusque, Lauko, Nosek, Hathaway for your top four lines. And then defensively, Grizzlick, McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo, Forber, Orlov, Omar, Swayman. So Freddie's oh Freddie's getting Freddie's getting that first line minute. Uh, let's fucking go. Let's go. Let's go. Here's here's the thing. Again, so that, don't look at it as your first line. You got to look no, at it in terms right, of right. I, I and and I truly don't think the team looks at it as lines one, two, three, and four. They go, this is the Bergeron line. This is the Krejci line. So now in this instance, it's the Coil line. It's the yep. Zaka line. It's the Krejci line. True. True. Very true. And like they all know what their role is. And I think changing it up like this really is just going to solidify for them, this is what my job is. Uh, Shooter says, if anything, we have too much energy and it makes us force shit. Uh, it makes us, uh, <laughs> I thought you said something different. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think you can ever have too much energy. <laughs> this is, I agree, Felino needs to be in. He's a dollar store Bergeron. <laughs> That is so shooter. That is such a shooter comment, dude. I love that guy. He's if fucking so funny. guy is ready to go, you have to go with him. Undeniable. Yep. Uh, DK says, if we have Fluggy and we beat the Blues in 2019. We have Bacchus. Don't, don't go away with this, please. Don't go away with this. I just want to mention something about DK. I will be able to find it later. DK up. scores goals is actually a new member on the Black and Gold uh, um podcast network and uh the podcast is called um uh broad street to boston you can find it on uh, apple podcast and so on pretty soon so uh yeah pumped about that to a philadelphia flyers fan a boston fan getting together and talking hockey so that show is coming out soon on all uh listening platforms uh probably tomorrow morning 
Oh, that's I'm gonna have to give it a listen tomorrow morning. That's I, sick. We we also have one more podcast that joined the network last night, and it's called The Baked Bruin. And it was from my boy, my boy Jake Pike up in Nova Scotia. And uh he was on the Black and Gold Hockey podcast last week, uh yeah. for uh in for um Steve Forney, our main host. And it's a I listened to the first episode today, and he's he's an individual and it came out really, really good. And uh yeah, I love the baked bear, it's great. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Beers, blunts, <laughs> and so on. That's what he that's his motto. <laughs> <laughs> Beers Blunson, what was that again? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah what, what was the other one? Yeah, but, but welcome to the podcast network. And if anybody else wants to start a podcast, please it's reach out black and go productions llc at gmail.com and let How me does know. The Beast Flyers podcast not devolve into fist fights every time. Well, uh, <laughs> I'll just tell you this, Grant. Go look at where the flyers are in the standings. That yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> big brother, little brother at this point. <laughs> right. There we go. Um, and, and I I'm gonna get with you, Mark. Uh, gotta try and reach out to some people. I'm gonna bring my other show back too, but probably more for next season because we're already in the playoffs now. But it's gonna um, be a huge off season for black and gold productions, I guarantee huge. it. Yep. Wait till huge. next year. We're gonna be ramping up with a lot of freaking unbelievable digital content. Let's go. Yeah. So Shooter says the idea that we need to wake up, I don't buy it. We have energy, we need poise and calm. That's a mm-hmm. I like it. Let's see. They just uh, gotta get back to how they were playing, though. That's that's what I'm play Lauco, play anyone, see if they can stay on their feet. I like this lineup shakeup. I like it. I'm, I don't mind I do it too. But like I said earlier, it kind of brings out like that every not every line, but some of your major lines that are going to go after higher profile players on the opposition. You you're matching physicality. You know what I'm saying? So I really think that this lineup matches really good with what they play as well. Now let's just see if it works because we haven't seen it in game action yet. Let's see. I, I'm just trying to look so far. Um, I was trying to look and see if there is a number for the number of penalties that Jacob Lauco has drawn um, this season because it just it seems like every time he's out there, um, you know, he, he's causing something. Here we go. In just 161-31 of five-on-five ice time, Lauco's drawn 11 penalties this season. This was, let's see, as of March 31st per Connor Ryan of Boston.com. Nice. Mm-hmm. Hey, Connor Ryan, shout out to him, dude. Uh, writing for the Boston Globe a little bit and Boston.com. Kids rising, guys rising. That's awesome. He, he's, for, for the past couple of years, he's been my favorite Bruins writer to, to follow. One of the reasons, re- the only reason why I subscribe to Boston uh, Sports Journal. Yeah, was because of his stuff and and how deep he gets into the the analytics and you know all that stuff and you know it's not just numbers and so on. He actually brings in a, a ton of eye tests as well. So yep. it's a, it, that's like the great that's the greatest person is somebody that's in the house game by game, but also knows those underlying numbers. Not yep. just a guy that sits home in their basement and and just looks at a computer and then watches a game online. You know. Yep. Yeah actually dives deep into the game and, and really right, brings right, out right in the fucking the trenches. Things. Yes. He's <laughs> awesome. It's my jam. <laughs> I like it. 
I like it. Uh, just a little bit more here on that. He said that's the same number of five-on-five five penalties as Patrice Bergeron has drawn, and it's two more than David Krejci, uh, both who have logged over 766 additional five-on-five five minutes. Jesus so in total, <laughs> I was averaging 4.09 penalties drawn per 60 minutes of five-on-five five play. Of the 726 NHL skaters who have been on the ice for at least 150 minutes of five-on-five time of ice on this season, Lauko's 4.09 ranks first overall. That's nuts. That's nuts. (laughs) Oh, oh, here we go. You ready? Second place. He points this one out. Second place is Oilers power forward Clem Costin at (laughs) 2.74 per 60 minutes. All right. So this is why I want Lauko in the lineup. And the the thing with that, too, is Lauko, like, you could make an argument, I guess, and you could say that that some of that is probably from flopping. But if you watch, he doesn't flop. He's aggressive, and he gets into the play, and he pisses other guys off, and he just – he traps those guys into taking penalties against him. He doesn't do it in a cheap way. It's just the way he plays – Brings that out in the opponents. It's it's phenomenal to watch. He should be in this lineup. I'm psyched. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. And, and Sassy Blondie puts it here. That also makes it less easy for last change. Mm. I like. Good point. Yep, that is a good point. Because no, she's very knowledgeable. Yeah, it's also gonna make it so like how many times have we seen it this year where you have like you know Hathaway is out there with. Fucking Krejci and and Hall because the lines haven't fully changed out and there was an icing and you're like the fuck are we gonna do here yeah. you know like change real quick at least with the lines that we have right now if it's all jumbled up guess what it's jumbled up to what you're used to <laughs> mm-hmm. what what do you mean we've got Krejci out there with Pasta and Bertu- uh, the fuck it they played together before they know what they're doing. <laughs> Uh, of Connor, him and Evan, Evan Marinovsky is another good follow out there as well. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Evan, Evan's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Uh, definitely follow Bruins beat and poke the bear. Great, 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 great podcast. Pod. Great pod. Hajiji. Uh, a lot of this guy. James Orloff and Lindholm have been concerning. One is a cup winner. The other one played in the Western conference years ago. Yet both have looked lost and nervous at times. I'm going to end it with the same question. What are your thoughts on that? Oof. Orlov has looked a little a mental weird. Pretzel. Yeah, Orlov has looked a little like he like he's squeezing the stick a little too hard. Like he's just got to kind of mellow out a little bit, I think, and get back to his game because some turnovers that he's had. I mean, game one that turnover he had to Kachuk right in the middle of the slot. Like that's not his game. That's we have we've we he's played what like twenty five games out with the team, maybe a little less. I didn't see that one time up until game yeah. one. I think he just needs to kind of come back down to earth a little bit um, and just play his game. He just needs yes. to play his game. That's it. Situations when you're gripping your stick too tight, glass and out guy, do the yeah. easy thing. Don't force anything like an error like that. And, and oh, right. Giving it to Kachuk and the hash marks guys going to freaking go bar down all the time. Oh yeah. I, I like the fact that he's, it, I mean, he should be driving his own pair. I think that's where he's comfortable. And I think the fact that you have him playing essentially second fiddle to Charlie McAvoy, a guy he knows is someone that this franchise views the way they view him. He, I think what he's more nervous about is doing the wrong thing 
on the ice. And if he's driving his own pair, whether it's with Bobor or with Clifton or wherever, he's sitting there going, all right, I'm the stronger of the two. This is my pair to lead. I'm I'm the defensive general right now. And that's what he's comfortable with doing. I think he's hesitating just a little bit. It's causing some of the turnovers for him. I think that's causing him to to squeeze the stick a little bit. So I hate I, having him on that sec, on that third pairing will will help with that. I do want to mention something about the defense and, and it's like starting tonight. The the defense have to push these guys out away. And give give these uh um Elmark a better freaking view of what's going on. There were a couple goals last night, particularly from Brandon Montour from the point, you know, that that there was there was just traffic in front of him and Elmark just really could not see it. Get these guys aside, create a lane for that for um uh, for Elmark to see. All right, so Mark, I don't know if you saw this because you were at the game. Chris, you might have seen it because it was on Twitter and you were watching the game. But it was early in the first period. Um, Allmark made a save, and he's kind of outside of the crease a little bit, and Matt Kachuk skates behind Allmark, grabs him on the back, and pushes him further outside of the crease. McAvoy's right behind Kachuk, didn't do anything. You can't let these guys touch your goalie, like literally touch your goalie and get away with it. Protect the house. I don't care if you get a penalty for it. You're going to set the tone that way. Because if you don't at least, I don't know, honestly, jump Kachuk for doing that, then that's going to allow Florida to set the tone even more. Freight like, trains create lanes. Yes. Like, do not – don't let them set the pace. That's, like, I like it. I like yeah, it. I do I, like that. I, I think I, – I really, truly believe that a lot of that has – and Shooter says Orlov has looked like crap. I says Orlov looks like a deer with the headlights. <laughs> Damn, Orlov is just getting shots. <laughs> I think it's because he's playing tentative being paired with McAvoy. I have he not liked that pairing since day one. And I liked I liked how Orlov looked with Lindholm. I did like that look, but I like the fact that you can have Lindholm and Carlo together, and it plays just as well. Mm-hmm. I love, and we were talking about the last change point earlier, I love the idea of having Orlov, or McAvoy or Lindholm on the ice the entire game. The entire game. If you split them up, so you have one on each pairing, Jesus Christ, if you're Matt Kachuk coming over the boards, you sit there and go, all right, perfect. I took out McAvoy last shift. Fuck, now I got to deal with Orloff. And then on his next shift, fuck, it's McAvoy again. Oh, God damn it. Now I got to deal with Lindholm again. Like, there is no break for them either. Yeah, make situations is going to be very hard for the opponent to like really mentally deal with. Uh, everything becomes a turnover when you're being dominated. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but that's why you're getting dominated. <laughs> my thoughts are that Orlov can skate through players that others can't. Need to be. You know. <laughs> yeah. So so can some of us. Yeah. Let's see. Someone calculated flops by team on Twitter the other day. I'd love to see those numbers. Yeah, me too. Yeah, interesting. So, and I want to see how many flops uh, that have happened since PK has been out of the league. Yeah. Also, how do you calculate a flop? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, speaking of which, what do you guys think of that broadcast crew? I, I, I just eh. want to get it out there. Yeah, the ESPN I, one. Yeah, the, the yeah I'm, I'm really not a fan. But the the, the PK. First one I, the, 
the PKGQ segment stinks. What are we like? Yeah. What are we doing? I don't like that. I think the only time I really liked it is when Messier and the other guy—I'm not sure who it was—were like raising the Stanley Cup, and PK was all sad and so on because he's never done it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that says someone needs to get Kachuk to choke on his mouth guard. Oh, <laughs> Bev, <laughs> Jason, Chelios, and oh, Chelios. <laughs> Oh man, I forget. There was Chelios. Yes, yes, was, Jason. Know, thank you very much. And bud. it was they were get, they were crushing the crew. It, it like PK wants the, the spotlight. He wants to talk. He wants all that. And these guys, they just got no. They got nothing. Like they just they don't even want to talk. Like right. I don't know. And it was boring when they had um, like even Wayne Gretzky was boring sometimes. <laughs> PK <laughs> bragging about his salary. Yeah, that's. Jesus. That's all he's got from playing, so no cup. Yeah, he's got nothing else. I mean, but I will give PK credit now that we're all shitting on him and so on. <laughs> he still continues to give to Montreal Hospital. Oh, 100%. And, and he did that when he signed that $10, uh, $10 million contract. That $1 million of that went to the Children's Hospital every year. So, yep. I mean, his charitable comp- uh, contributions have, cannot be freaking, you know, no, no, overtaken. That guy has done amazing things for the for the children's hospital <laughs> up there in general, but uh, it's all fake and scripted for us clowns. Yeah, we are clowns. <laughs> we are clowns. <laughs> fake it. I really will. <laughs> so we got about ten minutes or so. Yeah, Sassy Blondie says it. he's a good guy. Yeah, may- maybe he was a little too nice because he never won a cup. Um, he, he is a good guy. I just don't like him on the broadcast. Do you guys think what Jason says here? Montreal did him dirty. Back scratcher. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have one in the studio, my man. Uh, sorry, I just saw him read for it. Uh, what you know what's you funny is Steve is a uh, uh, black and gold hockey podcast. Steve <laughs> and he does that all the time when we're out uh, Sunday morning. We get up in the morning, I'm having my coffee. Gotta scratch the back. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw it. <laughs> no worries. Hey, dude, I shit on you all the time, man. Give it back. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you guys think Montreal did PK dirty by trading them to, to Nashville? Uh, yeah, but also, I mean, I, I don't really know. I, I guess yeah, the team. I will much. say the team was never the same without him. No, I, although I they didn't go to a cup final without him true well does that cup final really count though <laughs> i mean without it they don't have nick suzuki they don't have uh uh who's the other one? uh cole caulfield is that the other one they got i think so from finishing dead fucking last almost yep oh man uh P- uh kudos to pk for donating children's hospital how are we feeling about 73 48 pairing love it love it Fe- yeah, it just feel it, it feels right and I know it works by the numbers and so on. And those guys work very well together because they have camaraderie and so on. They went to school together, blah, blah, blah. Um, but if it com- if it becomes a problem when it comes to, like, uh, being pushed around and so on, you got to really address that as soon as possible. Um, but let's see what happens. I mean, we got, it- the, we got the NHL – Flops leaderboard. I got that sent to me on Twitter. Holy oh, shit. Yeah. Was, <laughs> we got something in on the Selly phone over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who is so quick with these? We need to hire this person. 
It was so the number one diving team in the NHL this year. Any guesses? Montreal. Nope. Montreal oh, okay. actually tore the bottom of the list. Oh, did they wow, make the playoffs? Sure. Just help me. Did no. they make the playoffs? They didn't make nope. the playoffs. Diving, actually, diving. actually tied for first. There's three teams tied for first. How many? Two, two of the three teams made the playoffs. Oh, so Florida's got to be one of them then. Florida's uh, tied for first. Yep. Oh. Florida's tied for first. Um, I I feel like Edmonton would be up there, but at the same time, because of the star power of Dreisaitl and McDavid, I feel like they're just going to get the calls regardless. Edmonton so, is tied for third. The, I was going to say, depending on what they consider. Um, oh, these are playoff teams, right? Two of the three are. Oh, okay. of, the, of the first three. Um this is funny. <laughs> what a stat. All right. Say it. Say it. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh, the two playoff teams are Florida and Tampa. So there's something in the water in Florida because uh, they're both flopping. <laughs> it's not just the alligators. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the other team is Arizona. I was going to say Arizona. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Boston is tied with one, two, three, four, five, oh, six, why it's seven. Arizona. I get it. You're playing in a college stadium, so everybody has to act mature, immature. <laughs> Boston, Boston is tied for for uh, second to last in the league in in dives, I guess, uh, see, with, I can... with seven other teams. Respectable. <laughs> okay, so Sassy uh, Blondie says the one thing drove drove as much as he was up for the gold medal. <laughs> Speaking of one thing, by the way. If the Leafs can get out of the first round, what a series know, that has been! See any of that? Those yeah. first couple games? Oh yeah, I, I watched both of them. All right, I, I, people have been comparing it nonstop, and we got about with puck drop at seven thirty-five. We've got about five minutes left here. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think of the difference between the Nosek hit and the Bunting hit? There's been a lot of comparisons uh, around. Bunting obviously got the three-game suspension. Nosek hasn't gotten anything. Nosek wins by a nose. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, maybe reputation. No. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Tampon Bay does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark loved that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sassy's gonna fucking kill me. <laughs> that was too funny, dude. I almost hacked up a lung. Just <laughs> uh, says one thing was head hunting. Um, yeah. I mean, if you look at it, like he looks over his shoulder and he pops the chicken wing up. Like it, it could have been avoided. Um, oh, I, also, like, I didn't have a puck either. <laughs> Chirp my buddies that work with that one. <laughs> we we actually had um uh at one point on my old show we had Bruins prospect he was still prospect at the time it was Zach Sinition was on the show a couple times I remember that and one time we he, someone was asking him about chirps on the bench and he told us a story about one time one of his buddies was on the other team he took like just a little you know sissy shot or whatever. And the guy looks at him and he goes, nice shot. Does it come in men's? <laughs> <laughs> like, that was probably the best chirp I've ever heard. I still got the clip on that one, too, somewhere. I'll have to share it with you guys. But, yeah, that one, uh, 
that one was funny to hear. So, um, but we got to get going. Puck is going to be dropping shortly. So let, let's do a quick round. Where do you think the bees land at the end of three in this series? What do you think? Uh, what are you thinking for scores? Any, uh, any good bets that you guys would lay out with our oh. buddies over here at FanDuel Sportsbook? Uh, I got some action going on tonight. Um, I got two that I hopefully, hopefully hit. I got Bruins money line, Jake DeBrusque, any uh, time goal scorer. Charlie Coyle moving up to the first line. Three plus shots. So a nice mm. little parlay right there. I also got the Bruins money line. Brad Marchand, anytime goal scorer. Taylor Hall, plus three shots. And Charlie Coyle, plus three shots. So hopefully that one really hits because that's a big one. I'm going to say 4-2 score and 4-2 the series. What What about you, Mike? I, I've got a very, very, very long shot. Uh, sort of. Um, oh, it's a seven leg parlay. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, if I you hit I this, if you hit this, you're buying BNG. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> three months. It, it's not a huge bet. I'll put it that way. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't have any bets going tonight, but um, a lock is JD over two and a half shots. That's always a lock, except it actually didn't hit last game. So I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I got JD as an anytime goal scorer. And I've got Brad Marchand as an anytime goal scorer. All right. And then there's nice. a couple simple ones in here. Like, no, it won't go to overtime and both teams will score. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, you know, you make it a little bit more complicated with some of those. But uh, Jake DeBrusque with over three plus shots. I've got that one in it. And Tyler Bertuzzi with three plus shots in, on goal as well. Nice. Uh, all, all in all, that's a nice little plus seven, four, 33. There you go. <laughs> There you go. So I was like, you know what? At least four of the five actually are somewhat reasonable. <laughs> yeah, folks, don't forget to go to fanduel.com. Get in on the action. Fanduel.com slash Boston would certainly appreciate it. Beth is my girl. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. Late, Uh-oh. late, late um, news from Fluto Shinzawa. David Krejci is listed as a scratch. Oh, what the? What is going oh, on today? Yeah. I can't deal with this shit. Like yesterday, Twitter sucks. And then today, all this freaking craziness is putting my shit in a mental pressure. just got it too. Lineup has wow. David Tracy as a scratch. Oh, boy. <laughs> we got to figure out what's going on now. Now, now I can't uh. end the show. We got to figure out who's in his place. <laughs> what is happening? Why, why, why is that breaking a puck drop? I, I don't know. We got to figure out what do you what do you do now? What, what how do you guys solve this? Uh, apparently, Oscar Steen's playing. Is he playing at the center? I don't know. I mean, he can play center and wing. Why is he listed as a scratch? I don't know. We'll have to find out. Jason says yeah, injuries are brutal. Uh, let's see. Something was up with Krejci last game. Yeah, but it should have been addressed before tonight. Trophy again. <laughs> Never, oh, Jesus, Shooter. I'm upset. <laughs> um, Throw up. Oh, boy. Yikes. We are so fucking cursed. Oh, boy. Oh my God. <laughs> I hope I'm not wrong. I'm just I'm no, just, I'm just, saying what I'm reading. No, I've, you know, I've... Just... <laughs> <laughs> 
Actually, that could be interesting. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. He says Fliggy's in. So if Felino's so in, all right. So if you've got Felino replacing Krejci in the lineup, where the fuck are you putting him? Yeah, that's crazy. What Where's, is what is happening? <laughs> We're all in a mental pretzel. I'm, <laughs> I'm so, I because we haven't heard anything about Krejci all day. No, nothing. and if it nothing. if it was serious, I mean, they would have done it a long time ago. Right. You he maybe <laughs> oh, he got hurt in warmups. Oh, oh, here we go. That's <laughs> all those bullshit with this team. Uh, <laughs> and now it's Orlov with McAvoy to start, probably because. You, you, I don't hate that. I don't hate that because I think it's just going to change on the fly. I think this is a way for them to come out with some strong guys and change on the fly. Uh, somehow NHL roster has them scratched. Krejci has only <laughs> had only a fraction of all turnovers last game. <laughs> That's actually a good point. What's happening? No one tell me to be positive with this franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Shooter. Jesus. <laughs> so... Would you put Felino between Hall and DeBrusque? Uh, you anything at this point? I don't. Yeah. Like, what, what the? What, I mean, what the fuck? God is punishing us for having old skin. Take up. That's a shooter comment. That is such a shooter comment right there. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Yeah, I'm dumbfounded. Like yesterday and today, it's just been a whirlwind. Ruins just. Yep. Yep. Krejci yep. will not play in tonight's game. Upper body injury. Wow. Did he wow. like fall? It like the uh the pregame warm up or something? Jeez. I don't know. But the trend fret. Someone just sent out. Oh, Nick, your buddy over there, uh, Mike. Nick just sent out five dollar bet pays out one hundred and thirty plus twenty five hundred. Trent Frederick, first goal scorer tonight. No. Oh shot. yeah. Thank. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for letting us know at like seven thirty six when FanDuel shuts everything down. <laughs> Jesus, he is a Honda Twinovin fan, isn't he? <laughs> what the hold I'm on? Someone so, in our Discord, someone in our Discord just said, "I think he genuinely, genuinely is a healthy scratch." <laughs> you don't healthy scratch someone this fucking late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially. Or apparently that healthy. <laughs> Or like especially David Krejci, the guy who can go off a point per game in the playoffs. Let's see. Uh let's see. I would put a muzzle on Hall. Uh, season is fucked. This oh, isn't like past years. Our depth means we shouldn't need to wait for playoff Krejci to show up. Uh shit. I don't think I should watch this game. Damn, oh, everyone's shit. mood just went right Sharon. down. Away from oh no, Sharon's falling off the ledge. No, uh, We'll we'll you know, wake up away from being the Leafs. Oh my God! Our top two centers, FML. If we didn't win in 2011, we would be the sorriest franchise besides the Blue Jackets. That's not true. The Leafs are worse. <laughs> At least we made it this past the first crazy. fucking round. I'm a little shook with the news of Krejci. He's a healthy scratch. Fire, Mister Clean. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, we did win in 2011, not due to a finesse team. I don't even know what to say anymore. Yeah, this is just. I, I don't. I don't have. I literally don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. 
I have I, I have no thought. Can we confirm the puck is dropped? Like at this point, I'm just ready to go watch the game. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what the fuck is gonna happen? <laughs> somebody said. Somebody said he's been pretty slow. Maybe he's still walking out of the locker room. <laughs> oh my! Wow, that's terrible. That's terrible. So yeah, the <laughs> news was all fake. Apparently, no. Wait a minute. Is that Hallmark starting? Yeah, wait. I think that's what he's saying because he wasn't at the morning skate and they have Bussy with him in Florida as far as I'm aware. Like, all the news, all that stuff. I don't know. Who the fuck cursed this team? <laughs> Nothing's fair in love, war, and playoffs. I'm like, glad all this negative, negativity came at the end of the program. Yeah. <laughs> all right. My- well. So we're going what? Coil and Zaka for our top two centers? Coil, Zaka, sounds like. I don't know. Can can we I'm buy in. a center? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have so many guys who can play the center. I'm not even all that worried, honestly. I mean, even fucking Trent uh, right over. I don't like the guy taking yeah. face-offs, but he can do it. Yep. All right. So according, I don't know. According to someone on Twitter, Eddie Ray, DeBrusque back to right wing on the first uh, one right wing. Freddie to 3C and Felino to third line right wing. Okay, let's get fucking crazy. Wow. It let's is get crazy. crazy. Let's get crazy. Jesus. Let's do it. Let's get crazy. Thank God I have tomorrow off because I'm going to get on. A, I'm going to get in one. Can we him, Bennett? <laughs> Can we fall down? Nothing happened. <laughs> Shooter's already calling the game over. What was the score, Shooter? Let us know, because then we can put the bet in real quick. <laughs> Give me four to two. Give me the bet. I, I don't know. I still don't. I don't know. Oh, wax out there. Uh, I'm so done with this. This is shit every year. Should I just fucking pull it up on my iPad and just we we just do a live watch along while we figure all this shit out? <laughs> like, is that what we need to do with this episode? Jesus. That's a long epi. <laughs> Oh man! Being so just- now you're gonna wonder if if Krejci's gonna be out for an extended period of time. Like what the? F- <laughs> I'm in one He's right now. Not in for precautionary reasons. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Elliot Friedman. <laughs> Elliot Friedman just tweeted out that Jake McCrachey will not be in tonight due to an upper body injury. Oh, because that bench. I don't even know. Monty looks a little concerned. Seriously, don't tell me to get excited next year. What's Claude Giroux up to right now? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't even. I like Jason. Jason's a pretty good freaking uh, viewer. I don't even know where this is at with volume right now. But now I'm, I'm, I don't even know. What happened in the last 10 minutes? <laughs> Like what? I'm just no cats and dogs please, living not, together. Not these fans. I <laughs> like <Messageria. laughs> now I'm just no. I, so now We're I'm. Not, I want to see, see the lines scroll across. You know how they do that at the beginning of the game. It's just going to be all null and void. No one knows. <laughs> it's just going to be like uh, player A, player yeah. B, player C. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> Uh, right. What happened? We are cursed. Omar needs to tighten up a bit, get some physical action. All right. So we can confirm Linus Omar is between the pipes. He is. All right. Well, he better show up tonight because <laughs> fuck. I mean, he's there. <laughs> Did 
Did, did Marsha and Chess bump him too hard? <laughs> nice hit by McAvoy. Nice way to set the tone with Sam Bennett. Uh, that probably wasn't Sam Bennett. My eyes are a little old. All right. Well, I I see the Lindholm Carlo pair out there. I see Zaka. I'm probably behind all of you guys. Uh, 1938. I'm at 1938 too. Awesome. It looks like the Bertuzzi Zaka somebody. I don't know because Bertuzzi's on the right side of Zaka. All right. Should we? Uh... It is <laughs> yeah. yeah. That line's together. I don't know. It All is right. chaos over here. <sighs> All right. I'm going to be a Funky Murphy's if anyone wants to come down and meet me. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> for letting me know now, you jackass. I can't get a hotel. on a fucking Friday. No. <laughs> hey, tell everybody I said hi at Funky's. We got to get back down there and do another um, uh, watch party soon. Hey, they were going to actually put it on the TV at Funk's, but they couldn't hook up YouTube. I'm at 19. Oh, no I'm, way. Huh? I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. Wow. Carlo has his head up his ass already. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jesus. All right, we gotta get out of here before the before before the stream blows up. We're gonna get all the spoilers now. All right. Uh, There was one. uh, I don't even know anymore. Awesome. Any final thoughts, guys? Fuck. Uh, (laughs) Go Bruins. Uh, uh, Thank you, alcohol, and uh, have a great weekend. <laughs> yeah, I like this. I like this as a final thought. Well, I guess we'll see what the future holds without Bergie and Krejci. Oh, I don't like that. There you go. I, 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 I a final thought for this. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mike. All right, boys. Head like all, everybody in Bruins Nation right now. All right. Well, this is no longer pre-game show. It is a during the game show. So we we will, uh, Mike. You and I will see the people on Monday. We will yeah. all this out. Hell yeah. <laughs> people after game four. Everybody have a great night. Paul. Thanks for having me, guys. Christ. Oh, God. All right. Well, everybody have a great night. Mark, thanks for jumping on. Go B. No problem. Let's get the dub. Go Let's bees. go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> uh, geez.